Starting a new series today entitled Burning Questions. The idea of it is that we ask questions. There isn't, uh, like I said last week, and I'll say it again, my dad used to say, there's the only bad question is a question I'd asked. And, uh, you know, it needs, to be, it needs to be good for us to ask questions, and it is good for us to ask questions. God is big enough to handle our questions, and he gives us the space to do so. He gives us the, the grace and the mercy to ask him questions. We see it all through Scripture. We see it all through, especially the psalm, where David over and over again writes and asks, God, where are you? God, why, why is this happening? God, what's going on? I don't understand. God. And he just asks all of these questions, and God doesn't condemn him for that. God doesn't shame him for that. doesn't heap guilt on him for that. And so I don't believe he wants to do that even now as we begin to ask these questions. And so I don't know if you've had an opportunity to ask, but, but there's a slide coming up with a QR code on it, and you can ask through that. You can scan that with your smartphone right now if you want to. Um, if you want, there's paper in the back of your pew and a pen, unless someone stole it, I mean borrowed it. Um, and uh, you can ask. Just write it, write it out. Write out your question. Uh, I had three or four this morning that did that. Um, you can put those in offering boxes. You can just hand them directly to me. Um, other people have emailed me those questions. Some have texted those questions. Some have Facebook messaged those questions. Um, don't post them on Facebook because I don't look at my Facebook anymore. So um, I'm totally social media free. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. That, that is has been huge for me in my soul. Um, so I'm just laying that out there as a seed. Uh, you don't need it. Um, so I do have Facebook Messenger, though, because I like to connect with people. Um, and so uh, if you would, uh, you can message me through that. And, and again, I won't use your name. I won't be like, hey, this person asked this question. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but and, and quite honestly, what I've done is I've just taken all the questions, put them into uh, a spreadsheet, and, and then I'm going to just tackle them one by one. Um, so those are some different ways that you can get your question to me if you'd like. Um, you guys, I know, all of us have expectations of each other, no, no matter what, um, as we go through life. Um, I know you guys have expectations of me and what we're going to do here on Sunday morning. I, I just want you to know that I've, I've got some for you. <laughs> you don't get off the hook. Um, this is not just come and listen and then get to leave and do nothing. Um, so, so here are three expectations that I have for you that uh, I would encourage you to write down, um, and uh, you, you can do with them what you want. But number one is, is this, um, I'm just a man. All right, I, I'm not a theologian. I am not some expert in Greek or Hebrew. Um, I am not a scholar. Uh, I'm actually, my education um, and my degree is in education and science. Um, and uh, I told you guys that I, I went to school. I was pre-med, wanted to be a doctor. Uh, that transformed into uh, being a science teacher, um, which then transformed into where I'm at today, um, and, uh, and so I don't know how God did all that, and, and it was, you know, I know it was him, because otherwise I, I wouldn't be here, but I'm just a man, and what you need to understand about that is, you need to take whatever I say, and you need to go to scripture with it, because God is God, I am not God, I am not the Holy Spirit, 
I will. I, I, I can. I do not make. I do not make for a good God or for a good Holy Spirit. Not at all. Um, and God is the best God and the best Holy Spirit. So you need to go to Him. You need to take it to Him. And and, and that's not just true of what I say. Honestly, anytime you're you're confronted with something, whether that's a movie or a podcast or a friend or a well-meaning individual or a or or your own. Thinking, because let's just be honest, we talk to ourselves more, more than anybody else. Um, so it may, be, it may be your own thinking, it may be your feelings, it may be emotions. All of that, you need to understand, you're just a person, I'm just a man, this has got to go to God. I've got to take it to God. Number two, this, what we're doing is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to these answers and questions. Um, there is no way I can possibly, I mean, honestly, even with today's question, I, there are things that I could have easily divided this up into a four or five week sermon series. Just this question. Um, so, and, and so far there's been about 15 questions that have been submitted. Um, again, some of those questions are going to be lumped together because they're all about some of the same topics. Um, and, and so, Please understand, it's the tip of the iceberg. This is, there's just not enough time to be able to go fully into it. So my hope is, is that what it does is it, it just spurs you on to thinking and spurs you on to, to uh, digging in and, and finding the answer, which is number three. Number three is, you need to be a Berean. What does that mean? The Bible tells us in Acts that the Bereans studied the scriptures day and night. You need to get into the Word of God yourself and study it for yourself. And you say, well, I can't do that because I'm not. Yes, you can. You, if you are a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit of God in you. My friend, you are as much a scholar as I am because we have the same Spirit. And so he's the teacher. Let him teach you. Get into the Word of God and let him show you what he wants to show you. Um, the other part of this is, is just meditating. What, what does it mean to meditate? I am not talking about some Eastern religion practice. Meditation in the Word of God, the picture of it is of a cow. How many of you all know what a cow is? Okay, good. Um, how many of you have ever seen a cow chomping? They're not, just saying, over and over. They, okay, so what they are not doing is they are not exercising their jaw. What they are doing is what is called chewing their cud. Now, this is going to get gross, and I'm glad it's pre-lunch. So we're okay in here, hopefully. Um, so what does a cow do? A cow regurgitates whatever it has eaten, whether that's alfalfa or grass or grain or whatever. And did you know a cow has four stomachs? In order for whatever it's eating to pass through all four stomachs, in order for the cow to receive all the nutrients that it needs to receive, it has to break down its food into uh, a size that is able to pass through, and the nutrients that come as a result of that are broken down as it's chewing its cud so that it's able to process and digest whatever it is that it's eating so that it's able to grow as a result. Same is true with us in Scripture. What you and I do with Scripture, what we ought to do in meditating on Scripture, thinking on Scripture, studying Scripture, memorizing Scripture, is chewing, our cut, chewing the cut of Scripture so that it breaks down so that we can understand it. 
so that we can spiritually digest it. And that takes time. And that's okay. You, don't, you do not need to figure it out right away. Um, this, this microwave mentality that we have when it comes to everything in life is not a reality. Except for with a microwave. When, with maybe a meal, all right? Um, or nuking up something, uh, or whatever you call it. Um, I call it nuking. Um, so that's not going to happen with Scripture. You need to, over, it happens over time. Just like faith, over time, it's a journey, it's a growth process, it, it, it's going to happen over time. So, um, meditate on scripture. So that's three things, three expectations for you. Question one, we're going to dive right in. How do I know God is speaking to me? How do I know God is speaking to me? This is question number one. Um, maybe what you're wrestling with is, is that, and, and honestly I think we all do, there is so much in our culture, in our world, there is so much noise. So many voices. And, and, and it seems like everybody is saying, I've got the truth. Or, or truth is not relevant. Or truth is what you make it. Or whatever. We have all these things. And then, so that's all the voices that are around us. And then I don't know about you, all the voices that are in my head are constantly going. Does anybody else besides me, I, I, at least I do, I wake up and, and immediately my brain goes into thinking mode. I, man, that's, I, I, I literally have times where I have to pray and say, God, would you please shut off my brain? I want to sleep. Has anybody else ever prayed that? All right, good. I'm not the only one, crazy one. Oh, that's great. I'm glad. So, so we're constantly thinking, how do we sort out that? How do we sort out the feelings that we have, the emotions that we're feeling? What, what, how do we sort out all of, of those things? And, and then, not, not, not only that, you guys come on a Sunday morning, you hear a guy talk, or, or you go to a life group and you hear somebody um, maybe lead in that life group, or you hear lots of different people share within the context of that life group. How, how do I know God is speaking to me. Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 tells us something about how God has spoken in the past and how he sp- has spoken uh, in present and then again how he's continuing to speak. So Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, in the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. One of those, one of those things obviously was he audibly spoke to the prophets. God can audibly speak. Now, when we look at that in relationship to history, the reality is is that God audibly speaking to us is very, very small chance that that's going to happen. I mean, when you think about how many times God has spoke audibly over the course of history, recorded history especially, within the context of the Old Testament and the New Testament, we're talking about a couple thousand years, there is really not very many times where God audibly spoke. Though that would be awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, that'd be like, wow. Can you imagine being at Jesus' baptism? Jesus is being baptized, and all of a sudden, from nowhere, we hear, this is my son in whom I'm well. Like, that would freak me out. Right? Would it not you? Um, and, and, and so, I, I don't know that we could even handle God audibly speaking to us 
to be honest. But that is one of the ways that, that he spoke in the Old Testament. And I love what it says here, many times in various ways. So he spoke in various ways. He did various things. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his Son. When Jesus speaks, it is the Father speaking through him. It is the very words of God. So not only do we have the audible word of God, but we have the word of God in the flesh, that's Jesus. So when you look at like the words in red in your Bible or whatever, that is Jesus speaking. That is the very words of God. And that is a way that he spoke was obviously through his son Jesus to those who were able to hear him. Today, he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. If you would, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Jesus is giving to his disciples in John 16 instruction about the Holy Spirit. About the Holy Spirit. And he's telling them that he has to go. Verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, you're not at a place yet where you're ready to hear them. That's an important thing for us. Because all of us are in a different place in our journey, in our times where we're not ready to hear from God. We're not, we're not at a place where we're able to hear from God, where we're maybe not at a, a part of our journey yet where we could even understand what it is that God is wanting to say to us. And that's okay. Because all of us are in a different part of that journey, from whether it's a little kid up to whether or not you're in your 80s, 90s, whatever. We're all on a different part of that journey, but look what it says, verse 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, notice that capital S, Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. That's Jesus saying this. So the Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus. In other words, he's going to point us to Jesus, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Here's what we need to understand about the Holy Spirit. So yes, God speaks to us audibly. He speaks to us through the, through the flesh, that's Jesus, and he speaks to us by the Holy Spirit. Anytime that God speaks, it is always with the intent and purpose to lead you into truth. What does that mean? That means God will never lie to you. That means that God will never lead you away from him. God is always about leading you to a right relationship with him. And understanding who he is and loving him more. Now, are there things that we'll never be able to comprehend? 
Yes. I talked about some of those last week. There are things that we'll never be able to understand, and that's okay. That's okay. But he is always speaking, and his speech is always leading us toward him, not away from him. So whatever you're hearing, voice, yourself, other people, a pastor, a podcast, a most spiritual whatever, if it's not leading you toward God, it's not God. It's not. You cannot tell me if we sat down one-on-one and said, this is what I feel like God is leading me to do, and I point you out in Scripture, this is not from God. Listen, you don't understand. We have an enemy who wants to destroy your life. His name is Satan. He wants to destroy your life, and he is a deceiver, and he is the one who, who wraps himself. It says, the Bible says he wraps himself in light to deceive the nations, to deceive people. And how does he do that? The same way he did it with Jesus. He takes truth, and he twists it, and he adds in what he wants to add in, and it becomes a lie. And so, yeah, I mean, as he's tempting Jesus, he's using Scripture, but he twists it to try to get Jesus to sin. That's what Satan wants to do, is get you to sin. Satan wants to get you to destroy yourself because he hates you. Why? Because you're made in the image of God. And and he hates you. And so he's going to do everything he can to try to get you to not listen to God. I love what 1 Corinthians 2 tells us. It is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared, prepared for those who love him. Think about that. That's awesome. But guess what? Guess what? He's revealed it to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit, notice small s there, Spirit of the world, but the Spirit, capital S, who is from God. That what? That we might understand the things freely given us by God. What are those things? No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor heart imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God wants you to understand those things. And, and what a beautiful thing that we have a God who loves us enough that he wants us to understand him. So we, 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 we can hear God through audibly voice. We can hear God through Jesus. We can hear God through his Holy Spirit. And a bonus that you and I have that the Old Testament saints did not is what we find in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It's going to come on the screen. I forgot to put it in my notes, so I'm going to read it off here. All Scripture is breathed out by God. In other words, God is the author of it. In other words, this is God's Word and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man, the woman of God, may be complete, in other words, have everything they need equipped for every good word. What is all Scripture? The Bible. The B-L-B-L-E. Yes, it's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. Hey, very good job. All right, nice job. Yeah, it's the Bible. God has given us 
His Word, the Bible. So is it any wonder that, or why would we be surprised that so many today are trying to discredit the Bible? Why are they doing it? Because they want to discredit God. So, oh, it's full of errors. It's got contradictions. It's got this. It's got that. It doesn't make any sense. How can you possibly? All these other things. Why are they doing it? Because this is the very Word of God. The most popular book ever on this planet, and ever will be on this planet, is the Word of God. And what's beautiful about the Word of God is you and I have it. You and I can read it. You and I can listen. We can, we can li- man, today we can get apps where we're listening to it. We, 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 I mean, there's so many things that, that you can do. It's incredible to get the Word of God and to be able to hear it and be able to know it. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him who called us to His glory and excellence. His power, His Holy Spirit has granted us all things. Through what? Through His Word. For what? For life and for godliness. This book has everything you need in order for life and for godliness. Everything you need. And so, so what do we do with it? Well, this should be the filter of every voice, everything we read, everything we watch, everything should, this should be filtered through the word of God because it's his word. Hebrews even says, his word is alive and active. Why does it say that? Because guess who's alive and active? God. And his word is his word. This is his words given to us so that we can have everything we need for every good work, as we saw up there, for life and for godliness. That's a beautiful thing, that God wants us to be able to live a life that honors and glorifies him. And so he gave us his written word. Gave us his written word. And you and I have the beautiful, beautiful gift of his word for us to be able to get into. See, I think, I think the issue here with the question I love the question. It's a great question. How do I know God is speaking to me? What we don't have is a God speaking problem. God is always speaking. God, God is constantly at work. He's always, always watching out for us. He's always with, he's, he's promised, I'll always be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will guide you. I will direct you. All of these things. So it's not, it's not a God issue. I think what we have is a me and we and us issue. What do I mean by that? Let me just start off by illustrating it this way. Um, Daisha and I, in college, uh, met our freshman year, um, actually the very first day. Um, we didn't fall for each other till later on. Um, I just heard her name, Daisha, and I, I was like, we were in a small group together, and one of the guys forgot her name. 
and I chastised the guy. I was like, how can you forget that name? Like, have you ever heard a name Dacia? And I'm like, and, and he's like, no. And I'm like, so, so how could you forget it? And, and so anyway, um, so God has held me to that, which is really great. Um, but Dacia and I, we met, we got, we started falling in love, um, all that good stuff, you know, ooh, cushy. Uh, and, and we got engaged way too early. I'll just say that. Um, way too early. Our plan was to get married between uh, our sophomore year and our junior year in college. And uh, her mother had other plans. <laughs> um, and uh, instead, of, instead, of, instead of being a thorn in the flesh, um, which I wanted to be, uh, we decided, okay, this is probably from God, and he wants us to wait. And I'm glad, he, and I'm glad that, that we did. Um, but it wasn't long. We, didn't, we waited a year. Uh, so we got married between our junior and senior year. I can remember asking my campus pastor over and over again, how, how do I know that God wants... God, I just said, how can I know that this is what God wants for us? What, what's, I, I'm trying to figure this out, and, and uh, I know that he wants us to be together. We believe that he wants us to be married, but, but when should we get it? When should we get married? When should we do this? And how do I know? And uh, he brought me to a couple things. Philippians chapter 4, and I, and I would encourage you to write this down. Philippians 4, it, it says, be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry about it. But in everything, by prayer and requests, make your request known to God. And then it says, for God is near. It also says to do it with thanksgiving, which is important. Again, this is the Borton paraphrase, so, you know, relax a little bit. Um, but then he goes on and says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. He said, here's, here's one thing. If you're troubled about it, if you're, if you're anxious about it, if you're whatever about it, that may not be, that's not God. What God's going to do is he's going to bring about the peace of God in your heart and your mind. Okay. And then he said, I want to take you to Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. And he said, here's the passage where man and woman come together and, and they become one flesh. And he said, what's the purpose of that? He said, the purpose of that is so that they could serve God together. And so he said this. He said, when the two of you can do more together for God than apart, it's time to get married. I was like, okay. So we started praying about that. We took those things and went back to Scripture on that. You know what's really interesting is, in separate ways, God led both of us to pray separately. And we, didn't, we, we had not even talked about this with each other. God, if, if us getting married means not serving you, then please break us up. That, I'm not going to lie, that was one of the most difficult things I've ever had to pray in my entire life. Because, man, I was head over heels in love with that Southern Belle from Virginia. And, uh, and man, I, I wanted to marry this girl. Um, and so praying that was like, oh, what? So we, we were praying that separately, not even talking to each other. Tell me that's not God. So God is telling me this. God is telling her that. And, and then we have, we're praying through it. And then we, we started having conversation about it. 
And you know what happened? Philippians 4 happened. Peace of God which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind. And we knew, God, okay, let's do this. Now, I will say this. Um, this is probably going to be funny, and you may think this is a little weird. Uh, so we called mom, and we told mom. Because we were like, okay, we, gotta, we have to test this. So we called mom, and, and she, my mother-in-law was beside herself, happy and at peace. And she's like, I, I don't know what it is. I know, I, I honestly, I believe it's God, but I, I agree with you. It's time. And we were like, yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we love you. Um, but what do we, what do, we do? It, it wasn't a God problem. It was us. We had to be willing to say, okay, God, I'm surrendering this to you. I'm giving to you this relationship. I'm giving to you our future. I'm, get, I'm saying, God, we want to serve you more than we want to love one another. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to sever this relationship because I know that's what you're calling me to, is serving you. And, and yet God, in his sovereignty and in his will, has allowed us to stay together for 29 years now. And I praise God for that. And, I, and I'm thankful that, that, that he um, continues to, to allow us to be able to be used together in ministry. So, I don't know, like I said, I don't know that we have a God problem. I think what we have is an us problem. And, and why do I say that? Because John 8, verse 47 says this, and, it, and it's so, man, this is so clear. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Y'all, that's, that's pretty plain right there. I don't know how much clearer you can get. Jesus, Jesus goes on a little later in John chapter 10, and, he, and, he's, and he, he's talking about himself as, I am the great shepherd. And he says something about us as, as people. He calls us sheep. And he says, my sheep follow me, and they know my voice. They know my voice. Hey, turn to somebody and just ask them. They don't, please don't answer. You don't have to answer. Just turn to them and make sure they're awake. Turn to them and say, do you know God's voice? Go ahead, tell them. Just say it. Ask them. Do you know God's voice? So, you all know I grew up on a farm. Um, and and literally, I could be anywhere on that farm, back 40, out in the woods. I could be on a tractor. I could be up in the haymow. I could be anywhere. And my dad would walk out of the house, put his fingers like this to his mouth, and then he would whistle. And it was so stinking loud and so distinct. I could be, seriously, anywhere on the farm, and I would stop, and I would hear that whistle, and I knew what the whistle meant. The whistle meant, boy, get here now. I mean, I, I knew that clearly, because I had, some op- I had some times where I didn't answer the whistle, and that didn't go so good. And I remember, I remember one time we're on the back 40, and, I'm, and we're, we are 
seriously, we're riding four-wheelers, motorcycles, the whole nine yards, just going crazy as kids. All my buddies are around me, and, and I stopped, and I turned off my vehicle, and, and I'm like, guys, get quiet. And they're like, what? What's going on? I just heard my dad's whistle. And they're like, no, no way. What are you talking about? There's no way you heard that. And then all of a sudden, it was quiet enough, they heard it. Because they had heard it enough, too. And I was like, guys, i got to go. I, I'm, I've got to go. And here's, here's the beauty of this, is that God, my dad was calling me to come. Most often, it led to a good thing. There were times where he was calling me and I was in trouble. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But most, most of the time, it, it ended up good when, God, when he was, my dad was calling me, and I, and I listened, and I came, and, and there were times where I, I'm glad I came, but I, it hurt. And I didn't like what, I had, what he had to say to me. I don't know that there's a lot of difference between that and my, and my God. God. God calls us. God speaks to us. God longs to bless us. Sometimes that blessing isn't what I want. It doesn't feel good. But I know that he's got my best in mind. And I'm going to trust him. See, that's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is all about. Trust in the Lord with all your, all your heart. Lean on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So trusting God is vital to listening to God. James 1 talks about don't just be a hearer, but be a doer of the word. In other words, don't just listen, but obey. And you know, all of this, what it reminded me of is, is an old song, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And, and I'll tell you what, um, I know from my life, time and time again, when I have trusted and when I have obeyed, the blessings that God pours out are amazing. But I also know the opposite. When I've chose to ignore, when I've chose to say no, Y'all, it don't work out good for me. It just doesn't. So, how do I know God is speaking to me? Let me follow that up with a question to you. Are you more and more trusting God and obeying Him? How do I know God is speaking to me? When you are more and more Trusting God and obeying Him. Is that true in your life? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Worship team is going to come and lead us in time of worship. This last song. There's going to be some people that are here at the front. There's going to be some people at the back. Um, there are people that are on staff or they're a deacon or one of the deacon's wives. And uh, what do they want to do? They, they want to pray with you. Why? Well, because they love Jesus and they, and they love you. They may not even know you, but they love you. You don't have to tell them what you want to have prayed for. You can just come forward and just have somebody pray for you. That's cool. 
Nobody in here has any right or any privilege in order to judge somebody for why they might be coming. You don't get to try to figure that out. You don't need to. It's, why? You're just going to drive yourself crazy. Why try to do that? Just be happy and be like, you know what? I'm going to pray for them too. And maybe you're here and, and you're feeling a nudge by the Holy Spirit who's in you, by the way. The Bible says that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you know Jesus, then the Holy Spirit's coming to reside inside that temple, your soul. If you don't know Jesus, that's part of the issue that you have right now is that you need to come to Jesus. And by the way, you don't have to pray a certain set of words. You don't have to, it's not some magical prayer time. Uh, it's just emptying out your heart before God and expressing to him your desire for him to save you and acknowledging that, oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I need Jesus. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And that's, it's just about your heart, not about your words. So maybe you're here and that's, you're going, you know what, when you ask that question or, or when you read that verse, that's me. I, I don't know Jesus. I don't know his voice. Well, guess what? You can change that today. Right now, right where you're sitting. You can come and talk to one of us. We'd love to help you with that. Maybe you're here today and you're going, you know what? I've not been listening. Or maybe you're here and you go, you know what? I know God's been speaking to me, but I haven't been obedient. I know I haven't. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. You, you asked earlier, God speak to my heart, so... <clears throat> what's he saying to you as we sing as we stand think about that don't just be a hearer be a doer trust God obey God he's speaking are you listening God thanks for your love thanks that we can turn to you and know that you love us you demonstrated it even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. God, we ask that you would help us to trust you. Help us to obey you. We love you. Thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Hey, let's stand. Let's sing.